Good morning, good afternoon, good evening from wherever you are. Uh, so with me being unexpectedly away today, I'm hoping you clowns don't lose both of our listeners in my absence. Up until now, I have been the only ever present and the listener numbers have been trending upwards, which is pretty conclusive statistics if you ask me. Um, so if people are tuning in today just to hear me, uh, they are going to be disappointed with you guys rehashing fat jokes. Uh, I know there won't be any height jokes owing to Mr. Platform Shoes himself being back this week, so <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's just going to be limited to the fat jokes. Uh, anyway, I digress. I can't be there in real time today, uh, so I don't know if you're butchering this week in InfoSec or not, but I do know that the average age of presenters on this show has just increased to 70. Uh, that, that's without my youthful presence, which is, shows now basically become InfoSec's Radio 5. Um so I will leave you a fact on this, uh, an age-based one. The year 1980 and the year 2021 are as far apart as 1980 and 1939 are to each other. Um, so you guys were obviously born closer to one of those extremes than the other. Uh, and just if that didn't make you uh, think about your own mortality enough to show time in another perspective... If they remade Austin Powers for today, he would have been born in 1991. Groovy. And with that thought, uh, I bid our listeners a good day. And for my two employees at Host Unknown, may your pillow be warm on both sides. Stay secure, my friends. You're listening to the Host Unknown Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening from wherever you are joining us. And welcome to episode 70 of the Host Unknown podcast. We are sleeker, faster, more streamlined than ever before. Uh, And as you probably gathered, there's just the two of us. Jav, how are you, sir? I feel like Anthony Mackie uh, from 8 Mile. When in the final rap battle against Eminem, because uh, Eminem is Anthony starts... Mackie in that film. Yeah, he's the guy he's rapping against. I've never end. seen that yet. Anyway, so but you've I not seen not the know. movie. So 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 basically, the Falcon is a rapper. Well, he's a bad rapper who got dis- destroyed by Eminem in the end. Oh, but, right. Anyway, but the way, so do go on. The way Eminem approached his rap battle was he started. In his rap, he said everything that Anthony would have been able to think about to diss him with. So he's like, yeah, I am white, I am poor, I am this, I am that. <laughs> he basically took all of his lines, so he had nothing left to cuss him with. And that's how I feel right now after Andy just <laughs> went on about saying, yeah, you just got to take make fun of my weight and how fat I am and how this, and now I've got nothing to come back. He's well, a sly git. A quick fact check. I mean, in reality... I think pretty sure Andy was the first one to take a day off from the podcast. We're going back a few, well, probably about a year or so, but he was the first one to take the day off, as I recall. So, I mean, you've taken, well, loads. There's no question about that. Um, But um, I've taken one. Andy's taken now two, at least two. So, I, you know, I think he's trying to rewrite history. 
What what's really fun is how last week he was adamant about he'd never take a day off, even <laughs> if he was on his deathbed. I'd never take a day off. <laughs> I know, I know. The unfortunate thing is, somebody had to die for him to take a day off. It doesn't uh, matter, regardless of what, what the, <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter what the reasons are. <laughs> he was so adamant he'd never take a day off. Oh, I know. I oh, know, and yet, and yet, he'd already taken a day off. I'm sure we need to go through back through the archives, um, or even if one of our maybe maybe Q could QA us on this because ah. uh, he knows. I mean, he's got he's got the you know memory of a of a mem- memorable thing. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure Andy's taken time off, and he's just he's he's just trying to rewrite history. He is. Doing. He's always trying to rewrite his. Well, stories. yes. Uh, yeah, exactly. The sugar addles his brain, to say the does, least. It does. It must be one of those missing podcasts that conveniently disappear from from the from history. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. We're going to go back. We're going to go. Uh, funnily enough, I watched Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy last night, and they go and steal a day book, you know, a log book, and they find that the crucial two pages have been removed. We're going to go back and we're going to find that there's a big gap in our, uh, um, or a gap of an episode in, in, in our, in our archives. Yeah. yeah. I saw a movie based on you last night. Oh on, yeah. What was that? Netflix. It was called I Boy. I, I, yeah. oh, isn't that where, um, his phone explodes in and into his face or something. And so he's embedded with electronics. It is. It is. It's so rubbish. <laughs> don't <Yeah>. watch it. <laughs> No, no, don't watch it. Don't watch it. I, I only saw the trailer and I thought, oh my God, no. <laughs> what made you watch that? Or was that with the kids? No, I was just, I, I, I couldn't sleep last night. So I just thought, oh, it's only a 90 minute movie. How bad can it be? And yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> really bad. I, I highly recommend Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, the new one. Uh, it was, well, new one. It was filmed in 2010, I think, something like that, 2011. Um, it. F- it's incredible. It's set in the very early seventies in London, and obviously Europe, etc. But uh, you know, primarily in London, it feels like it really was filmed in the seventies in London. You know, you know, because a lot of films go back in time. You know, do, you know, set set in different times and all that, and you can kind of tell they're, they're sort of staged and they're, they're, they're um, you know, everything's a prop. This really does look like it was actually filmed in London. It's almost like they used old film stock or something like that as well. Uh, but yeah, really good film, really good film. Very little happens in it, and it's gripping, absolutely gripping. I don't think there was even a single exploding helicopter. And that's that's the thing about some great films you see, and very little happens. Yeah, um, the the one I I remember, which is really great, it's. Um, when I saw it the first time, it was Death Trap, I think. It's the one with uh, Christopher Reeves and Michael Caine in it. Oh, yeah, Christopher Reeves is in a wheelchair, isn't he? No, that's in real life. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 there was, I thought there was one where he was in a wheelchair. But no. Anyway, it doesn't, doesn't matter, it, it doesn't matter. This is like, oh, I don't know, 70s or 80s, but it's, yeah. I think it's based on a on a stage place. It's, the yes. entire film is set in just in one room pretty much. Yeah. And um, I think Michael Caine is this scene, is, a, is an author, and... Um, uh, he's he's a very published, very very famous author, and Christopher Reeves is a young writer, up and coming, and he comes and he gives his manuscript to to him to to look over or whatever, um, and it's a really really good piece. And Michael Caine hasn't had a hit in many years, and then he wants to try and 
steal it from him or kill him oh, <laughs> to get that's right it's, yeah it's a it's a really really good story it's just really it's gripping. almost hitchcockian in, in its sort of nature that's right that's right yeah 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 well much much like this you know not a lot happens in these podcasts but <laughs> really we know you're just gripped to the very very end we really do really do so so what else have you been up to jav apart from not sleeping at night so I am now a certified security awareness and culture professional, or SACP. SACP. Um, yeah. Let's just say SAC. SACP. Yeah, I don't SAC. know. I'm, tr- I'm, I'm trying to think of how, how we're going to make a song about that. But Yeah, SACP, really. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I'm... <clears throat> uh, but, yeah, no, it's it's uh, there's an organisation called HLayer Credentialing, and they've mm-hmm. um uh website for hlayer.com and uh yeah it's uh it's actually a really good uh sort of knowledge building and knowledge test um, process it goes through a lot about how to like it goes through the basics of like what is security awareness and uh, what is security culture how to build it some of the psychology behind it uh, mm-hmm. what makes a good program and campaign and you know how to build one yourself so it it was it was it was quite a good good uh, well put together cert. So I I uh, I uh, being the good person I am, there's that service I can't remember what it's called, but you know you 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 link to it and it and it pulls your certs and it publishes them the badges to LinkedIn. I did wonder why you suddenly announced the fact that you have a CISSP on LinkedIn this morning for some. I'm <laughs> like really, Jab. You you know you're kind of like uh, well. As you said to me, you're a week late and a dollar short. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, this was <laughs> it, it. Also, published my CISSP. So, as well. <laughs> and now people people are now congratulating me on LinkedIn for having <laughs> having. Well, I suppose it's it's nice of them, but goes to show how much attention people pay. Yeah, all six of them. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So uh, how about let's. You? Oops. Oh well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. What about me? What have I been doing? Well, I was. Um, I decided to get my soldering iron and all my bits out again last night and have a go at replacing the battery in an old iPhone. Managed to sever a cable as I took it apart. So eBay is delivering uh, another replacement cable to me. Um, so there's that, um, and I've ordered some more Lego, and um, that's coming soon. Um, what else have I done, really? I mean, ov- obviously, huge amounts of work, uh, if my boss is listening. Vast amounts of work. Um, but, yeah, not not a huge amount, actually. Not a huge amount. I've been cooking proper food because I'm, I'm now a subscriber to HelloFresh, which uh, means I actually get to eat more than just toast and marmalade. Wow. Uh, it all sounds fair. Riveting. Riveting. I know. <laughs> I don't know. Between the two of us, I tell you what, <laughs> you're putting up credentials that are like a decade out of date onto LinkedIn, and I'm uh, and I'm sort of fanboying over HelloFresh. I know. What next? You're going to say that? Oh, I listened to the Smashing Security podcast. I mean, like, how low can what? you go? <laughs> 
Well, I mean, I do listen. To, well, I listen to half of the podcast, obviously. Um, the uh, but uh, yeah, I, I was I was I went round to see Carol the other day actually, and um, my podcast was on in the background. I say my pod, our podcast. I said mine because it was Andy last week, but. Um, uh, um, you know, podcast. She was listening to our, our podcast in the background as I walked in, which I thought was rather cool. Um, so yeah, yeah, it was it was it was uh, it was quite refreshing. She was making sure that we didn't diss her after, um, you know, after uh, inviting her on and her having to decline. So, um, so she wasn't disappointed because we did diss her. You know, but you know, such right. is life. Not 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 listening to us for the content or anything, but just like what do they say about me? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, who would? I mean, who would do that anyway, right? Yeah. Um, but then again, but then again, I you know, if it was anyone other than Carol, I I would have my suspicions. But no, I'm sure she wasn't listening to it just for that. No, she's a good person. Absolutely. Anyway, let's move on, shall we? Let's see what have we got coming up today. Well, this week in InfoSec, a penguin was born. Uh, you're going to have to carry on listening to work out what that is. Rant of the week gives us 10 easy steps to cybersecurity. And let me tell you, number five will amaze you. Billy Big Balls of the week is all about a prison break, but maybe not quite how you imagined it. Interesting news brings us the latest and greatest security news stories from around the world. And finally, Tweet of the Week shows us another charlatan has been added to the errata list. Uh, and we'll tell you more about that at the time. But perhaps that's why Andy's missing this week. Don't know. Uh, we shall see. We shall see. Let us move on, shall we, uh, to this week's... Well, it's going to be odd. It's going to be odd, I'm going to say. It's going to be odd because it's this week's... This Week in InfoSec. See, we're still both waiting for Andy to jump in. We are. We're just waiting for him to jump in with his monotone voice to read a Wikipedia article out to us. Well, like that's Jack true. Nori. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, we might as well, like the smashing security uh, robot voice. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, the I mean, one even, that that's got, even that's got more charisma. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The one that edits the first half. But, um, but yeah. But I tell you what, I'll, I'll go for, I'll do the first one. I'll do the first one. You so, do the first one. On this day, in the 25th of August, 1991, colon, Linux completes 30 years. How's that? Perfect, perfect. Now, I almost thought you were Andy there. It's it's like he's in the room, isn't it? It is. Uh, anyway, so yes, 25th of August, 1991, Linux com completes 30 years. It's an interesting way of putting it. How about Linux is 30 years old? I don't know. Um, <clears throat> but yes, this week in 1991, Linus Torvalds announced the first version of Linux. Uh, he actually wanted to call it Freaks. Uh, but his friend Ari Lemke named it as Linux. At least that's how the story goes. Because as I understand about Linus Torvalds, he's um, he's not a shy man, as as I understand it. He's, mm. he, you know, so it wouldn't surprise me if 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 it was him that uh, actually named it Linux or Linux or whatever you want to call it. 
Um, version one would later be released in March 1994. Now, there's a there's a Twitter link there. It's worth going to, uh, reading the thread, etc. Um, but what's fascinating was he just announced this on like a, a bulletin board, and it was, "Hey, I'm doing this. It's a hobby. Um, not going to be able to support this, this, and this because I don't have the hardware. Let me know what you think." And blah blah blah. And then fast forward thirty years, um, and it's still the third most popular operating system. <laughs> but actually, from those very humble beginnings, it has become a powerhouse. I mean, you know, huge numbers of data centers are run using Linux. There's uh, obviously the um, the free open source community driven Linux projects, but there's also ones that are, you know, actually run by some of the big boys. IBM, for instance, Don't, doesn't IBM own Red Hat? Is that right? Yeah, that's right. And, um, you know, so full-on support for it and things like that. So it is a very, very serious uh, operating system, normally liked by people with beards, sandals, and pens in their top pocket. But um, it's uh, – I must admit, I use it um, on um, uh, Raspberry Pi. Uh, so I've, I have – Four Raspberry Pis running in my house at the moment. They're all running a version of Linux of some description um, and some flavor. So, yeah, it's extremely popular. It's a very easy way to get uh, involved into in computing and, and understand a lot of the sort of coding and uh, programming, et cetera. So, yeah, I, 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 um, it's, it's a fascinating story. And I, I read a book years ago about it, and it really was – you know, a labor of love and a part-time project coding most of it in his bedroom, as I recall. Yeah, as most of these uh, stories from back in the day are. Uh, yeah. they, they, before the days of, um, you know, shared office space, everyone was coding out of their bedrooms. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it kind of tells you something, doesn't it? You know, that's probably because they're, they're too busy taking advantage of the free tea and coffee and beer and snacks in these office spaces that not a lot happens. That's right. That's right. No, I, th I think what what's really cool about Linux, though, on a, on a serious note, is they've not tried to be another Microsoft or um, Apple or anything like that. They've stayed very true to their to their core, which which is what what gives it the 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 sort of the uh, the, the the stereotype of being liked by old old men with beards and sandals and pens in the top pockets. But you know, it, it stayed true to what it is. It's still a very quick. Um, you know, you know they they don't focus so much on on building a, a GUI or anything. It's just like here it is, uh, get it to work, and you know all the open source nature of it has really really helped it grow. So I hope it remains true to its core for for many years to come. Well, we love Linux, uh, even though we don't understand it particularly well. Yes, that's a good way of putting. I, it. I think that's pretty much where it is. Yeah, yeah, a bit well, like um, Andy. But. Yeah, we love Andy. We don't particularly understand him. Nah. Exactly. Why don't you take the second one out, Jeff? Okay, so in this story, it takes us back to 2004, a mere 17 years. <laughs> yes, thanks for the time. Get the calculator out. Get the calculator out. <laughs> um, the US. Department of Justice announced the results of Operation Web Snare. And for those not familiar, Operation Web Snare resulted in the arrest or conviction of over 150 individuals involved in cybercrime. Sounds thrilling. 
It was. It was a, a <laughs> massive. <laughs> it was a massive cross agency uh, investigation. There were like thirty six U.S. attorneys' offices involved. Uh, the criminal division of the Department of Justice, 37 of the FBI's 56 field divisions, 13 of the Postal Inspection Service's 18 field divisions, the FTC, together with a variety of other federal, state, local, and foreign law enforcement agencies. Um, So at that point, Attorney General Ashcroft, um, John Ashcroft, um, he, he he was sort of like the head honcho, I suppose, at the time. He he directed it um, to make uh, and uh, made they made use full use of the Identity Theft Penalty Enhancement Act signed into law by President Bush uh, earlier that earlier that year. In it did uh, do something July. right then. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. Um, so you know the act itself uh, prescribes stiff prison terms for those who use identity theft to commit crimes and bloody bloody blah, blah, blah. Um, the, the uh, web, web snare operational web snare targeted just basically online economic crimes so identity theft counterfeit software computer intrusions other intellectual property crimes and um, you know as uh, you know they they more than 160 investigations were opened and they identified more than 150,000 victims with estimated loss of more than 215 million. Something that these days uh, ransomware operators call a slow week. Yes, but- that's right. Yeah, that's exactly right. I was just thinking that. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I think it just goes to show that, you know, there they have been these these big efforts time and time again throughout history and uh, you know i don't think we can underestimate how how much effort uh, that was put into this but it just goes to show that once the pandora's box opened no matter how much effort you put into trying to arrest these people the the, the payoff just gets bigger and bigger so you know it, they for for to coin a phrase they just accept the risk the criminals do yeah. And they they go for it, or they, or they find find people they can recruit. Actually, um, a, another reason is um, there was a job posted for by the SAS. Um, That's right, I saw that. And they it was accidentally leaked that it was for the SAS, and they had all sort of confidential information in there. But it was for like a reverse engineer, like nation state hacking, like kind of like for for the good guys. But they were paying them thirty three thousand pounds a year. I mean, that's that's not a lot more than your average squaddy. It's not, no. <clears throat> um, but then, when you have such a massive private industry that is willing to pay a lot more, and then you have yeah. a a criminal syndicates that are willing to pay way way more than that, yeah. Um, you know, you're really competing against. Um, you know, you, you want people who really want to do it for for. For the honor of doing it, as opposed to trying to make a living out of it, I reckon they didn't accidentally leak the fact that it was for the SAS. Oh, okay. I don't. But um, the 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 British Army's marketing is actually pretty pretty strong on the whole. Yeah, it's made a few screw ups, like 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 most marketing groups, but they're they're pretty good because why would you want to do that job for thirty three k 
oh, hang on, I get to hang out with the SAS. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. That's pretty cool, you know. Um, it's a bit like they um, <clears throat> they did a thing. I know it wasn't the British Army, but it was a similar concept for the Royal Marines. And it said, basically, if you want to join the Royal Marines, call this number, and then it looked like the poster had been ripped off. Um, and uh, you had to work out where, you know, how to get hold of the number. And it was, but bottom line was, if you can work out where to call us, you can join us. Ah, very and, interesting. But it's that kind of <clears throat> that kind of psych- psychology of trying to get people to to aspire to something. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm not convinced that um, uh, that 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 it was a mistake. I, I reckon it was it was completely on purpose. But we'll find out soon enough. I'm sure. You, you know what? I I I don't care. That is such a good story. I'm sticking with it. I think that's. <laughs> That's the way to go. So, um, wasn't it also the anniversary of the Iranian embassy siege? It was, yes. It were, or was it the anniversary? Yes, it was either the Iranian embassy or the unveiling of, or, or the anniver- death anniversary of one of the 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 big Scottish guy with the big oh, handlebar moustache. Yes. The guy, the first guy in, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. They unveiled a, a statue to him, didn't they, in, in Scotland? That's right. That's or right. Not it was of him, but it was for a a, a larger cause, a, a greater cause. But uh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because that that was um, up until that point, nobody really knew what the SAS was. Nobody no. actually understood who they were, what they did, or anything like that. And then they went very, very public. Because I was um, uh, I was looking into this the other day because you know I, I saw that news thing as well and. Um, and I realised that they actually broadcast that live to uh, to the nation as as it happened, which of course you could not do now because the people on the inside would be able to see what's going on. Yes, um, but of course back then all they had to do was just cut the aerial. You know, if you saw them, <laughs> yes. you know, that's it. You ain't getting anything. You know, um, and um, you know, I don't even think. Well, you could get portable TVs because my dad had one in his car at the time. Uh, no, in the early seventies, but it was a, a pretty much a one-off uh, made by Apple. No, no, no. And um, <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so that was broadcast live, and it was I think it was was it Thatcher at the time? I think it was, and she was basically sending a really clear message about you know basically don't fuck with with us, and otherwise you get these boys in black coming in. But yeah, it was a, a very interesting operation, and 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 the, the thing that really interested me was it nearly. Um, failed horribly because there were two teams, one going in the back back of the building and one going in at the front of the building. And the people on the front, as they rappelled down, one guy got caught in his ropes just as the flashbang was thrown into one of the windows, which set the curtains alight and then made, uh, uh, set this guy alight who suffered burns and was actually basically blocking the way into the windows. Um, and so, you know, every operation depends on having you know all, all the parts working so if they weren't able to get into the front of the building quickly enough it could have in, in, entirely uh, uh, caused the mission to fail so even with all of the careful planning and all of the training stuff always goes wrong which is something that we could probably learn in infosec 
Very, very good point. No, you were saying that, and that's immediately where my mind was racing. I was like, we have all these incident response plans and and what have you, and business continuity plans, but it is actually in the in the heat of the moment that you actually get to see what yeah. works, what doesn't work, and and sometimes it just just blind bad luck. It's um, it, it's if it's go, if it can go wrong, it will go wrong. Yeah, you, know, you cannot rely on everything working you know, completely reliably. So, yeah, and that's that's something, you know, these these are people who are extraordinarily highly trained. You know, this this is more than just a job and a nine-to-five for them. This is this is their way of life, and they've been doing it for, I think at the time, like 20 years, you know, they, they were sort of, um, they'd been in the armed forces, um, which is a whole lot more than uh, most people in our industry, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. No, fascinating insight into that. Um, I'm sure some listeners will correct us on our, or at least my lack of military knowledge. But uh, hey, I I don't know much about this stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, please do correct us. Obviously, my memory's pretty poor. I'm I'm of that age now. Um, but there is a, a brilliant film on Netflix. I just closed on this. It's called uh, Six Days, I think. Uh, British film, Jamie Bell, Mark Strong, uh, and it's all about just that, what happened. It doesn't glorify it at all. Um, <clears throat> slightly, it's it's not exactly a completely faithful retelling of it, but it's it certainly gives you a, a, a look and feel of it. Anyway, thank you, Chav. Um, that was this week's... This week in InfoSoc. Sketchy presenters, weak analysis of content, and consistently average delivery. Like and subscribe now. Yes, please. So, shall we move straight on? Why yeah. not? Yes. Let's do it. Let's get straight on to... Listen up! Rant of the week. It's time to mother rage! I feel like I have to caveat this immensely before I start. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm not really ranting about it. I'm just kind of talking about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. So, I'm we just... had to fit it in somewhere, and this was the only, you know. We... <laughs> so this is, um, so apparently this was a, a post published in May, but I only just saw the tweet because it was retweeted by their social team just recently uh, in in the last week. But by N- our good friends uh, of the show at NCSE, who have updated the ten steps to cyber security, and uh, this this was last updated. Sounds I- like Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> um, I-, I can't remember when they last had. Uh, uh, we can we can add into the show notes, but it- it's long overdue. Yeah, and there's an infographic they published along it. It's ten steps. Uh, it's ten years ago. Okay, so uh, ten steps to cybersecurity, and they've just revamped it for the modern era. Yeah. And there's a nice infographic there, and it looks really good when you first look at it, and then you start thinking about it. And and this is guidance for okay. They they do say it's not for the average person. This is for like security people or people responsible for security within their organization for uh, medium and large enterprises. And the large ones I get, the medium ones I'm still a bit on the fence about. But um, what's the slightly ranty nature? It's it's a bit like saying, oh, why don't you just patch? 
and think, that's great advice. Why don't I just pack? Why didn't I think of that before? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you want to lose weight? <laughs> Eat Why? less and exercise more. Exactly. exactly. Or just have one of your trio not turn up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's how this, this feels. So so the I so some of the, the ten points on here are things like asset management. Know what data and systems you have and what business need there is need they support because um, that's not difficult at all is it to go you know go across your your um uh your environment and understand where all your data is and what it is and um who owns it and what classification it is that's not difficult at all not in the slightest or other one is supply chain security collaborate with your suppliers and partners oh that's just a couple of you know evening sprints worth of work that is easy i mean I, I know all of my everyone in my supply chain and they're happy to collaborate with me as well they don't just say pay me or find someone else yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well i didn't i don't even know who gives me my electricity and gas for christ's sake i mean <laughs> all i know is that my electricity and gas has gone up by about 50 percent in the last year <laughs> Oh, I've got I've got a referral code for a good company you can use if you want. Oh, brilliant. Okay. <laughs> uh, vulnerability management. Keep your systems protected throughout their life cycle. God, it's genius. Why didn't I think of that? It's Here great. I am on Windows ninety five recording this. <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, like my, I mean, like I'm, my XP machine does such a good job of this. XP um, was the best operating system ever. It did. It was the power of NT and the friendliness of Windows ninety five. Loved it. Was, it. it was such really a good, good platform. I. I. Um. It was a sad day when I when I sold my last uh, PC to on, on eBay. Anyway, okay. I digress. Um, <laughs> other things: uh, identity and access management, control who and what can access your systems and data. Uh, so I'm, we're not saying we're, we're being a bit yes. um, host unknown about it all, but <laughs> <laughs> this is a very good advice. I'm not saying this is bad advice. What I'm saying is that calling it 10 steps to cybersecurity is a bit misleading. These are like 10 skyscrapers to cybersecurity. There's an awful lot of steps in the skyscraper that you have to walk up and the lift's out of order. Yeah, it's, it's that kind of... Um, you know, you know how you can best avoid being stabbed. Just don't be stabbed. Yes, genius. You know, or how do you avoid getting stabbed in a pub? Don't go into the pub. But and, yeah, <laughs> I have to go in there. You know, <laughs> modern problems require modern solutions. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um. But yeah, this this is. I mean, that's that's the thing. That's the only thing I take a bit of exception with. It, it's it's a nice infographic. All the steps are absolutely needed, but what it, it it doesn't actually fully convey the amount of effort that is hidden within each of these steps or steps. They call it a step. It's not a step. Uh, within each of these individual five-year, <laughs> multi-million-pound uh, projects that you'll need to kick off to to get anywhere near this this level. So I, you know, I, I saw an interesting tweet, and um, someone said, "Why are why aren't there more talks about defeating ransomware at security conferences?" <laughs> and someone's response was, 
that would be like the medical association getting together and presenting a talk on preventing obesity by saying you need to eat healthier and work out more and do <laughs> yeah. this and do that. Yeah, exactly. So there's a, there's a, a lot of truth to that. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, NCC they do very good stuff. I have to say, I'm you know, I'm I've I've been very pleasantly surprised by them over the last few years, and the the the, the quality of the stuff they put out there is 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 good. It's common sense. It's down to earth. Uh, all that sort of thing. This feels well. They've been doing this for years, ten years. So maybe this whole approach just needs to be. Relooked at ten years. This is something you'd expect to have seen ten years ago. Well, just do this. Just do the basics. And the basics are hard, you know. So maybe they'd need to, you know, maybe in year eleven this will look like something slightly different. Hope so. I mean, or, or maybe we're just reading it wrong. We just saw the the infographic with it and not understand the intent behind it and everything. But it just. I'm just calling it like I see it. So uh, please mm. don't uh, put me on another list, NCSE. I'm already on plenty. <laughs> you're, you're already on a whole bunch. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you, Jav, for this week's Rant of the Week. Joe, you know, we're going to go straight on. You're going to do the next one as well. So I'm, I'm I, with with Andy not here. I'm just going to be throwing things at you to to do. So let's let's just uh, go straight on to. Wow, this this just feels like um, wow. Okay, an, it's all, an interview. All, an interview. Billy <laughs> <laughs> big balls of the week. So if if uh, if you run a notorious prison in Iran Iran yeah Iran then <laughs> you're just you're just making our podcast international so that I know I know so that the uh, our, our American listeners know what country we're talking about yeah that's right uh, so... it's it's Iran darling Iran <laughs> Iran <laughs> <laughs> and uh they they have this prison there called e- Even, Evan. Isn't that a water? Yes. Oh no, that's Evian. Sorry. <laughs> so the um, there was a, there's been a, a, a hacker group that were able to hack into the prison CCTV system, and who would have thunk it? You buy some internet-connected stuff, <laughs> you, you put it out there, you, you probably don't have the, the skills to uh, audit the code or to see what's exposed to the internet. And someone, you know, they say they hacked it. I I, I bet someone was just doing a sweep through Showdown or something. I was going to say Showdown, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what's this? Yeah, yeah. Admin, what's admin. What's they doing to that prisoner? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Admin, admin, and I'm in. Yeah, and uh, so they they started um, posting some of the videos um, publicly, and the uh, the head of the pr- uh, prison system actually in in Iran actually acknowledged that um, they were uh, they were real, and he took responsibility for the unacceptable behaviours. Like, uh, so I'm not sure what the unacceptable behaviour was that the... I, I, I think there's a man whose family is going to be looked after very well for the rest of their lives, but he may not be around to witness it. 
<laughs> See, I think he, he, he means that it was unacceptable for the prisoners to get their blood on the batons yeah. of, or, or the uniform of the prison officers. For their heads to hit the doorknob seven times as they yeah. fell. Yeah. Um, but um, but it's 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 great flying the wall documentary stuff. If you look on Twitter, we we've got a link there. There's some clips there, and uh, the best one is where they have the clip of the actual uh, security guards, um, the, the control the, room, the, the control room where all the screens start going off. Or yeah. have you, it's so funny. He's like, it's like this guy, he's sitting there, he's looking at it, and, and screens Well, he's reading screen. the paper at first, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. Then he's looking at it. He doesn't get... And then he gets up. <laughs> this is the funny part. He gets up, he moves one step to his right and sits down in the chair next to him. <laughs> like, it's like, why are you doing that? <laughs> I think his his body's on sort of you know autopilot. Is that like, I have to do something? I don't know what to do. Sit down and think about it, man. <laughs> you get these uh, other guards coming in, and they're like take it. They they got their phones out and they're recording yeah. the screen with it all, and it's uh, it's it's like something out of a movie. It's it's yeah. quite funny, but then at the same time. Um, I kind of like felt for him because this is probably how people feel in organisations. You know, when you walk in and you see like that ransomware screen on 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 your desktop or something, it just like makes your heart sink and think, "Oh my god!" You do feel for him, yes. And then the the, the footage flicks to a prisoner literally being dragged across the floor, um, in front of multiple other guards. Uh, it's uh, you know, and this this prison, Evin Prison, is known for its abuses. Um, so you kind of like, yes, you feel for him, and then you think, oh my god, this is you know all part of a really quite a, an awful environment. Um, whether that person is part of it or not, that whole the whole complex is just ugh, it just well, really I- leaves a really p- bad taste in your mouth. Oh, you know that—that's kind of like a lot of prisons around the world are like in in many countries. I'm sure are, are similar. So it's—I I mean, I, it's it, that's it, not a great defence, though, Jav. Oh well, I mean, it's you know, it's just like this other prison. They're just as bad as each well, other. Well, look, 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 look. What as they what they say? Don't do the crime if you can't do the time. So. <laughs> If you want to avoid prison abuses, just don't do anything illegal. Don't get arrested. Don't do anything illegal in Iran. Iran. Yes, exactly. Or America, as the Iranians would call it. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, this piece of advice, uh, if the uh, NCSC were to come up with the advice, it's like, listen to your government. Don't yeah. do anything illegal. Right. Don't post anything illegal. <laughs> <laughs> But fair play to the um, the hacker group or or Dave in his basement who ran Showdown, one or the other. Um, <clears throat> fair play to them for making it public and actually, you know, disrupting it and act- actually bringing it into the public eye. I mean, it's there's there's a, these kind of abuses going around the world, and we know that. But every now and then, having them sort of brought into focus does kind of, you know, it it helps on to educate people about. The different environments that, that and the different countries and uh, uh, different governments that there are around the world, and what we can, um, you know, what we maybe should be either doing about them or be 
actually Ooh. a bit more reflective as to where we live and what happens uh, in our in our country. Wake up, sheep! All see this. See, this is the this is where I was just about to say. Uh, call me cynical, but the timing's really convenient, and it's it's a really good way to say, "Oh, look at that! Look at those countries are really bad. We need to invade them and help liberate the people." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we got some troops hanging around in that area. I mean, yeah. why, why don't we just you know drop them off on the way through? Think of exactly. it like. You know, they're coming out of Afghanistan, out of Kabul. They're putting destination into their military tom-tom, you know, US of A, via Iran. (laughs) Yeah. Avoid motorways and tolls. It's like Uber Pool, isn't it? Yeah, it's Uber Pool. (laughs) You know, we've got all this ammo. We can't, you know, not use it. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Oh, dear me. Well, it's a good one, and uh, it would be really interesting to see how they did it, or at least you know at a high level. Because was it was it something so poorly configured that even I could have worked it out with a bit of showdown, or was it did it actually require some sort of um, you know some real sort of wizardry uh, uh, to, to to make that work? You see, now I think it's if it was just poorly configured, that would actually be the better outcome. That would be the better answer. Because if it was that it was configured and still someone got in, it just goes to show, like, don't get any of these interconnected devices because no matter how good they say they are, no matter how much effort you put into configuring them, and this was a prison, but this could happen anywhere. I mean, just ask Matt Hancock. I mean, CCTV (laughs) is everywhere. Yeah, that's right. That's right. What maybe the Iranian ICO should get involved? (gasps) Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I heard Elizabeth Dunham's stepping down, isn't it? Is or she? There's probably she's... a role for her. Yeah, yeah. Because she can go to Iran and do nothing at the ICO there as well. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Jeff. That was this week's... Billy Big Balls of the Week. Are you not entertained? What? The judges were. You're listening to Europe's most entertaining content. Bro, what are you talking about, man? The Host Unknown Podcast. Jeff, do you know what uh, what, what time is it? Yes, it's uh, just five. Pa- no, hold on. <laughs> it's... Hold on. Let me get on my, my Andy voice. It's that time of the show where we head to our news sources over at the Infosec PA Newswire, who have been very busy bringing us the latest and greatest security news from around the globe. Industry News. Crunch time for liquid as crypto exchange loses $97 million to hackers. Industry News. Man gets three years for stealing nude photos from college victims. Industry news. That's not funny. Hackers leak footage of Iranian prison. That sounds familiar. Industry news. Holly Network hacker returns remaining funds. Industry news. AT&T denies data breach. Industry news. Time to fix high severity apps increases by 10 days. Industry news. Drug dealers get 27 years after police crack EncroChat comms. Industry news. 70% of cyber pros believe cyber insurance is exaggerating ransomware. Is what? Making it worse. (laughs) 
industry news. <laughs> Angry Birds developer accused of illegal data collection. Industry news. And that was this week's industry news. <laughs> hate you. <laughs> hate me. <laughs> You should hate your English teacher. And these words, words weren't around when I was in school. <laughs> <clears throat> I know what it means. I know how to spell it. I well, know you how to obviously read it. know what it means because you described it. I mean, I have to. I'm impressed by the quick thinking. To be honest with you, um, it also has a far greater comedic effect as well. <laughs> but. Uh... <laughs> Oh, dear me. No, very good. Very good. So this AT&T story, they allegedly have a data breach and they're saying, no, we don't? Yeah, um, that that's, you know what, companies like AT&T, they're so big. I don't even think they know all the tech. Well, actually, listen to NCSE, have an asset management policy, AT&T, and you yeah. would have known whether this was yours or not. Um you know, it's it's really weird because there's some researchers at a place called Restore Privacy. Yeah. And they analyze a sample that the threat actor shared. And they're saying, well, it seems to be authentic based on available public records. Uh, and also the user who posted it has a history of major data breaches and exploits. And then um, AT&T, uh, corporate comms, uh, say, based on our investigation today, the information appeared in the chat room does not have appeared to come from our systems. Um. Mm. Well, I, I've read the first line and the last line of the thing, of, of, of the article. And it, the last line was interesting. The threat actor told researchers, it doesn't surprise me. I think they will keep denying it until I leak everything. <laughs> Which, uh, that's quite confident. It is. It is. Um, so so the problem is like there's so much data out there on everyone and there's been so many breaches. Uh, you just don't know where the data... I mean, this is the thing. So so on one hand, even if it's a fake, even if it's not from AT&T, this whole thing has got AT&T tied up resources in trying to prove that yeah. it wasn't them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Which is, hitting hitting their um the share price potentially, um you know all that sort. Of, I mean, it could just be a way of shorting their stock. So the the price dips, whilst they uh, you know refute all of this, somebody buys it, and then once it's all proven as as rubbish, their stock goes up, and somebody sells the stock. So that has happened in the past, where some yeah. criminals got access to someone's Twitter account. And they they said that oh, we've been hacked and the price dropped and they said oh we've regained control <laughs> and the price went back up and all of that happened before the financial institution in question could actually respond themselves yes yes yeah um, although I don't think that this is something that will impact AT and T's share price you've seen how big they are yeah and, yeah and, the gains uh, will be marginal to say the least oh if if at all I think even if they didn't didn't do anything they they would have made the same amount of money yeah but uh but it's interesting it's interesting about like you know you say they say and because if it is at&t if it has actually them then there's a whole thing about not only investigating but notifying regulators customers and impacted people offering them a year three credit monitoring yeah. you know it, it becomes a real big 
big pain. So, um, yeah, I, I really don't know. There's, there's, uh, maybe if they had a, a supply chain management policy in place, this wouldn't have happened. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They need a copy of that infographic. Yes, they do. They do. Mm. Yes, very good. Very good. Well, thank you for the, um, industry news i think it's time we swiftly moved on this is the host unknown podcast the couch potato of infosec broadcasting very true let's get on to this week's tweet of the week and we always play that one twice tweet of the week so i'll take this one i i saw this in twitter this week is an actual story that I found and put into the show notes. Incredible. Um, So this is by Security Errata. Uh, Now, Security Errata, they um, are, is is a a website. um, And one of the things they, uh, they do is they, they highlight charlatans within the industry. Um, so Gregory Evans, for instance, is in there, a bunch of, a few others. Um, and they, as, as I've been told, they offer the individuals that actually get uh, put onto this website every opportunity to refute everything that's said about them. Uh, and they only go on there literally after, you know, possibly a couple of years of communications with them. Well, the quote, the uh, tweet today says, Today we added Frank W. Abagnale Jr. to Errata slash Charlatans. Links in the show note, folks, worth taking a look. So if you don't know who Frank Abagnale is, he uh, was featured in the film, uh, is it Catch Me If You Can? Yeah, that's right. With Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, and very entertaining film. Uh, and if if what you take from the film is you know if not verbatim then certainly you know take the the, the essence of the film. Frank Frank Abagnale was a very talented uh, forger who was able to avoid getting arrested multiple times and outwitted the FBI uh, throughout most of his career and then eventually did get arrested and went to work for the FBI to. Uh, absolve himself almost and to sort of uh, improve their ability to detect um, uh, to to detect forgeries turns out that's not actually true turns out most of his claims are complete fabrications um, and if anything that film uh, was the ultimate in sort of uh, forging of his his credentials and his lifetime because many people have a have an image of Frank Abagnale as a result of that film as a as a little bit of a um, you know a, a criminal but you know one of the one of the good criminals who you know got turned around etc. He seems to have completely fooled everybody. And actually, not as good as he says he was, uh, has lied repeatedly about his arrest record, has lied about all of his exploits, etc., and therefore has been put into the um, uh, errata slash charlatans list. So this really surprised me, I have to say. So it's definitely worth a look, to say the least. So you're saying that a known 
convicted, self-confessed, yes. Yes. Uh, forge, uh, like con person, yes, uh, has conned you. Us. <laughs> You're surprised. I know, I know, right? It all makes so much sense now. <laughs> oh dear. So yeah, that uh, it, I, fascinating. But I, whatever the case, certainly an interesting individual, to say the least. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I think it's 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 probably one of those cases where you know a lot of people like to exaggerate on their yeah. on their skills and what they've done and whatnot. And I think sometimes what happens is it gets to a point where you've that the lie has spread so much it actually gets out of control. Yeah, yeah, and that's you, exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, and, and then you can't just turn around and say, "Oh, wait, it was just a prank, bro." Uh, yeah, but um, but yeah, I you're... think you also get to the point where you start believing it yourself. Exactly, exactly. I think I think you're right. It's it's like when you phone in sick when you're not actually sick, and then you know halfway through the day you think, "Oh, I've got I've been pretending to feel sick all day, and now I feel a bit sick." <laughs> Yeah. You know, there's a there's a psychological thing. I might have mentioned this before where it says as humans, we're really bad at lying to others yeah. because other people. Can. So what we but what we're really good at is lying to ourselves. <sighs> so what we do is we actually lie to ourselves first to say, oh, I, I actually scored four goals in football last week. And once you convince yourself, then you can actually become a really efficient liar because, because you're, not, you're actually... not lying. Yes. Exactly. I love that. Love that. Um, but, but yeah, no, it's unfortunate because, you know, if he has made millions through, throughout his career, it's not from the, the actual exploits. It's probably from speaking fees that he's accumulated yeah, I think, I think based, on, a... based yeah. on this book, oh, sorry, movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But but the weird thing is, in essence, he's not he's he's made his speaking fees by doing exactly what he said he was doing. Exactly. <laughs> which was fooling people. So it's it's this weird kind of meta environment in which he's not lying in a sense, because he's lying. Weird. Anyway. Oh. Anyway, I'm not gonna get involved in that inception. Mind blown. Um, but that was this week's Tweet of the week. Right. Um, we have come to time, I believe. We have. Jav, thank you so much. It's 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 flown by today. Um it's it's been, I feel, just kind of lighter, more more um easier, less less sort of weight on my shoulders. It's it's been a joy to to be honest with you. It has. It's been absolutely um, a, a pleasure, and it's been interesting. I mean, I've really enjoyed the conversation today. Yeah, yeah. It's not hard work at all, is it? No, not in the slightest. No, no. no. Well, thank you, Jav. Appreciate uh, your time as always, and have yourself a lovely weekend. Yeah, you too, my friend. Stay secure. You've been listening to The Host Unknown Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, comment and subscribe. If you hated it, please leave your best insults on our Reddit channel. Worst episode ever. R slash smashing security. I don't think I'll send Andy the, the invitation next week. Don't bother. Don't bother. This was really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Nice and easy.
nice and easy. What Let's a- have a look at the viewing figures as well. I'm, you know, uh, I'm pretty sure we'll refute those. Yes. <laughs> what I can also do is I can laugh a few times for you now, so you can add it into the end of your gag. So it looks like we were having a really good time and laughing. Ah, perfect. Yeah. yeah. Go, right. Uh, go, uh, still recording. Go. Okay. <laughs> Tom, you're so funny. Ha ha ha.